Hey, 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 it's your favorite career coach, Crystal Williams, and you are now tuned in to the Peculiar Career Chit Chat Podcast. I'm back in the Peculiar Palace on the mic again this week to not only empower and position you to be all you can be to thrive in your career, but to also give you peculiar strategies that infuse faith to accelerate in your nine to five career journey. Let's jump into the episode. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to a special edition of the Peculiar Career Chit Chat Podcast. This week, we will be continuing with our Faith Over Facts Career Spotlight series, where I give visibility to professionals within their nine to five career journey who embody the five pillars of career acceleration. And if you forgot what those five pillars of career acceleration are, let me remind you. They are first, strive to thrive and not just survive in their nine to five career journey. Two, focus more on their faith than the facts to overcome career challenges and obstacles. Three is value being authentic within their career journey. And four, cherish maintaining their sanity in their work life. And last but not least, believe being peculiar is a strategy to level up in their career journey. So you all, this week, the spotlight is on Miss Megan Brown Inya. Hey, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Megan, I actually met via Instagram when I put the announcement out about looking for individuals to share their career testimony. And I was happy to learn that Megan is a true leader in her workplace Specifically, she is in operations. And just by chatting with her, she is definitely a woman of God who operates in excellence. So without further ado, (laughs) I'm going to turn the mic over to Miss Megan so she can introduce herself to you. Hello, everybody. My name is Megan. Um, Megan Brown Enya. I just recently got married in October. Um, Congratulations. So, thank you. Um, it's definitely been a turning point in my faith, in my career, and in every aspect of my life, for sure. Marriage changes everything. Um, and I love every last minute about that. But that's we can save that for another podcast. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> yes. We might have a whole podcast on that, marriage in your career or something like that. So you definitely giving me some ideas. But, but thank you. Yes. Um, so I currently live in DC. I've been here for um, since 2009. So it's at about 12 years now. And um, I've been working for DC government ever since in some different operational roles. Right now, I am working for the DC Health Care Benefit Exchange. Um, and they are a DC government agency that oversees the DC HealthLink sites. And so in response to the Affordable Care Act, they created a, a health insurance marketplace for individuals, for families, and for small businesses and small business owners in, in DC. And so I um, was invited to be the deputy chief operating officer for that agency after leaving DCPS for working for DCPS for a year. So I've only been in this new role for um, the past month and a half. and um, when I tell you that you need to lean on the Lord when you transition into a new position, you need to lean on the Lord when you transition to a new position. <laughs> you don't hear that. Listen, you didn't just hear it from me. You heard it from Megan too. So take notes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And um, 
and you know, and transitioning after working for DCPS for so long, um, and there I worked at a early intervention program in the in the operations position as well, and our early intervention program, and also in DC that was servicing three to five year olds, and so if a, a child needed some additional services, then you would come to early stages. Um, so shout out to early stages because that's still my home. Um, <laughs> And you would you would come there, and then they would help you figure out what's going on with the with your child's development, and provide some help you provide some services for for that. Um, so since transitioning, so on the side too, like I mean, outside of work, like you have a life, right? And so as I said, like you get, I got married, um, and I'm really into crafting, and um, yeah, I'm into I'm really into crafting, and so I have like my own little crafting space within my house and Very um, nice. ride my Peloton and that I'm obsessed you with. You have to monetize that. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, that's also in the works. So in addition to my full time job, like I am an entrepreneur at heart, and so God designed me to be an entrepreneur. Like at the end yeah. of the day, and you realize it more and more when you're working for somebody else. You're like, yeah. I really need to. I believe in multiple strains of income. So listen, especially if it's doing something that you're called to do, you know? Yes. Yes. And I'm definitely feeling um, I'm at a place now within, even with, with either role actually, and really trying to identify what it is that I am really being called to do. And I'm really feeling the, the spirit led calling to, serve individuals and organizations and help them grow. So I've been trying to figure out how to do that. And so I've been thinking about setting up some life coaching or to some management coaching or some leadership coaching or to help different organizations figure out like what's going on with their organizational culture and then push them towards um, whatever the goals that they have decided they want to accomplish. Um, so I've been thinking about that a lot too and trying to trying to build out um, some plans and some ideas and put them into action steps um, as well. Yeah. But trying to listen to the Lord throughout the entire process. So every day, you know, I wake up and I'm like, God, what do you want me to do? Again? Exactly. <laughs> well, I love how you pose the question. And it's not all about like, okay, God, let tell me your, what is the gift that you have given me? Mm -hmm. you know? And you got to humbly come to God and ask him, how, how can I serve you? How can I serve you? Like really serve you? Yeah, and I had to learn to. He will then reveal to you what it is that you need to do, step by step by step, in due time when you are ready for it. So that's why we continuously have to wait, prepare for the next. So I feel like that's what you're doing. Yeah, I am. Um, I am always preparing for the next. And I, I that question that you just said about um, like you know waking up and asking like what your gifts are, I realized that I needed to shift my questions that I was asking. And so it wasn't necessarily just about what my gifts are, but like you said, like how, how can I serve you? Or like, just honestly, just saying, what do you want? Like, what do you, <laughs> what do you, what do you want me to actually do? Like, and, and, and know how God speaks to you when he, when he does answer those questions. And, um, and that's also, what I've been learning and spending some time trying to figure out as well. Like, how do I hear, how do I, as in Megan Brown, Enya, hear God's voice? Um, yeah. And, and it's different. And it's different for everybody. And it's very different for everybody. And I just love to hear how God speaks 
through his people, you know, mm-hmm. and God speaks through me to me in like, you know, different movies I may watch. Right. I, right. One thing I said, I told God, I said, listen, I fasted away from TV. You know, I really ain't like that. But <laughs> so, so I was like, can we, can we do something with this? Give me some spiritual eyes. Give me a message out of this movie or something like that. Right. And, I promise you, Megan, every time I'm turning on the TV, it's something. Oh, my goodness. That's a good message. <laughs> yes. I know. I know. And it's so crazy. So because even this even this morning, because when I between yesterday and this morning, let me tell you. So yesterday, I when I tell you, I was triggered by an email and a, and a chat message that I saw in this new position. And, but before I was even triggered, I saw, I was on Instagram and I probably should have, you know, I should have been opening my Bible instead, but I was on Instagram. It was early in the morning. Let's just keep it real. And <laughs> there was a post from another career coach. Cause that's, that, that's what I'll talk about that in a second, but there was another post from another career coach about, um, about not like getting to the point where you're enraged at work and what you should do when you start to feel that way. And then she gave some different pointers on what to do that. And then literally right after I saw that post, 20 minutes later, I get an email that was me. I wasn't feeling any rage when I saw her post. However, then I got this email and I felt all types of rage and I had to go back and I was like, you know what, Lord, you prepared me for this email by sending me that Instagram post. Hello, listen, that's and that's how we got to look at things sometimes. Like people will say Instagram or social media in general is a distraction. But when you look at it from a different perspective, a different mm-hmm. view, then it's not really a distraction. It's like, right. hey, the Lord can speak to me in different ways, especially if I'm following the right type of people. Right. And choosing to follow the right type of people. Exactly. Because like, you know, listening to the Holy Spirit, it's like sometimes you just have to to unfollow people. And that's, and that's, I mean, that's on Instagram, that's in your family, that's in your social circle, that's in everywhere. Like sometimes, you know what, let me just click that unfollow button real fast. Um, But yeah, I mean, if you're following the right people and it it feels like spiritually led to follow these people, then um, you never know what's going to come, what's going to come your way. Like sometimes I repost something and people send me a text message later, like, man, I really needed to hear that today. Mm -hmm. I'm like, good. And, um, you know, so you get the opportunity to do, to do that, but you know, God has definitely been (laughs) preparing me for this role, um, in so many, in so many ways. And it's a challenge. And every day I'm asking, is this something that I really want to be doing? Um, and then let's stick on that topic right quick. Right. Okay. So when you say, is this something I really want to be doing? That's a question that a lot of people ask themselves. Mm -hmm. It's often at times attached to their happiness, you know? Mm -hmm. So I want to ask you, is happiness within your nine to five career journey important? And how do you maintain it within your nine to five career journey? Um, So happiness is important to me and it is really tied to what you want to get out of that journey. So like um, for me, happiness is like, am I, do I have the lifestyle that I would like to have when I'm in this particular job? And some people are like, you know, they take the job because it's like giving them the right income. And so then that's driving their, their happiness. Um, But for me, I'm at a place where my lifestyle is more important than anything else. And so is this job allowing me to create the lifestyle that I would like to have? And then am I finding joy in that? 
And I that's really love their answer because I literally was just talking about that on a, another episode of the podcast and this ties into the core values. So you really cherish and value your core values and mm-hmm. you don't let, you know, the money persuade you. You don't let all those, you know, the glitz and glams of the position persuade you, but you're like, okay, is this really something that I want to do? Is this a place that I can really see myself growing? Grow, yeah. Giving in, right? So yes, I love that. Yeah. Do I see myself growing there? Does the position and the role and the duties support my strengths? Or is it pushing me to, um, like, I don't like to describe things as like strengths or weaknesses necessarily, but there are things that you're just a little bit more stronger at than others. Like there are skill sets. I mean, it's kind of hard to go to, to go around the the concept of strong and weak, but um, I'm still trying to figure out some language to better describe it. But I have some, I have really, I have strengths and then I have areas that aren't as strong. And you know, when you are in different positions, like, are you in a position that maximizes your strengths or are you in a position that overemphasizes the areas that you're not as strong in? Right. Um, and, but that takes a lot of um, soul searching and having conversations with the Lord and trying to be like better understand like what your strengths are and what your areas of growth that are and then seeking and seeking resources. Right. And so sometimes, you know, the, the Lord, the Lord speaks to me in all different types of ways. So he speaks to me a lot in my sleep, um, mm-hmm. which we've, I've had to have some one-on-one conversations with him about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, Lord, I really want you to speak to me, but do we really got to do that tonight? Because I really was hoping to get a good eight hours. <laughs> He's probably laughing like, what you're not going to do is tell me when I can talk to you. Exactly. (laughs) And that's usually his response. Um, (laughs) um, But anyway, so uh, what was I just saying? You were talking about the strengths and your weaknesses and how God talks to you in many different ways. Yeah. And so when he speaks to me about what my my strengths are, like that's what I think that I'm I'm asking myself in this new position. And so taking that, taking the time to um, understand what your strengths are. And so sometimes I think there's people around you can tell you what your strengths are by, you know, doing a little 360, some research and like and asking your friends and your family and your colleagues and asking them some questions like, what do you think that I'm really good at? And mm-hmm. so you can start to catalog that information if you can't think of it yourself, especially if you're someone like me who yeah. has a hard time um, identifying what I'm really good at. Like, you know, you get this. I definitely think that you can use that as a baseline. Mm -hmm. However, I do think that you need to take the time, not you per se, but people in general need to take the time and do some self-introspection. Yes. Ask those hard questions like, what is it that makes me happy? What is it that, you know, a task that I could do that really energizes me? Right. And so, and a lot of that is like tasks that energize me are the ones that I do well in. Right. And so, um, and then understanding what I do well in. And and honestly, it was, it was beyond, like I had to do research beyond just asking my friends and family and and, and colleagues. Like I dug into the science of how my brain works. And, and, um, And so I took some executive functioning skills assessments to better understand like how my frontal lobe works and how my executive functioning skills operate within the workplace. Um, and so during the pandemic, I found out that I was like, like I have ADHD. And so thinking about mm-hmm. how, how my ADHD impacts my happiness within the work 
space because now I have a better understanding of how I function in the world. Yeah. Whether or not the work environment is in a position to support somebody like me. Yes. That is very good. Thank you for being vulnerable like that. You're not the first person I've heard that says that they discovered, you know, they had ADHD Mm -hmm. throughout the pandemic. And I'm just like, oh, wow, go deeper in that. Like, how did you (laughs) come to that conclusion? Because I honestly think a a, a lot of us with one diagnosed and we all have it. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. And it's been interesting because, you know, I try to listen to the Holy Spirit about like who to speak to about it and who not to and like and who to share that with and who not to. Mm -hmm. But I feel like everybody that I have been sharing it with has been really helpful for them. And so that that also brings me joy and brings me happiness knowing that I'm able to help somebody grow into themselves. Um, yeah. Um, Look, so. People that are going to hear this podcast, they're going to be like, Oh my goodness, that is me. Okay. Yeah. And it, this, once you dig into the research around ADHD and um, just some of the funny things that come along with it, <laughs> You, you, and what, and if you have it, you know, and you know, everybody has their own journey when it comes to ADHD. Mine, uh, I have fully accepted my diagnosis, and um, and and not really held up and caught up in like the past. And I've been healed and for, and forgiven because of for, forgiving other people for not knowing. Um, you know, yeah. I'm almost I'm almost forty. So like, when you get to a place when you're almost forty years old, and then you get diagnosed with ADHD at almost forty. And you're like, wait, how many people have been in my life mm-hmm. in the past 39 years and nobody said anything? Nobody. No teacher, no professor, no parent, like nothing. Nobody has said anything. And so, you know, you start to build up that resentment. And that's where you really need to lean on the Lord too and be like, you know what? You need to remember the foundation of forgiveness um, mm-hmm. and, and lean on and lean on that and not get caught up. And then, well, you should have done blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, I believe that's where the healing starts, honestly. Mm-hmm. Forgiving not just yourself, but others around you. Because, look, they didn't know. Yeah. They didn't know. It's not their fault. Yeah, they and didn't know. It really comes. It starts with you doing that self-introspection and trying to figure out how you operate. Not just in the world, but in, in your career too. You in know? my career and how and how it's impacting my career and my happiness within my career. And so exactly. like, I had to um, tell my supervisor, I let her know, was like, listen, this is how this impacts me in this world, in this work environment. And like, this is what's going to work and this is what isn't really going to work. And here's some areas in which that I can be flexible in. But the reality is, is like, this is just how I'm designed. And so I'm going to need, everybody to make some shifts. <laughs> I, I will make some shifts, but everybody else also needs to make some shifts because we collectively work together on this. Exactly. And like that impacts happiness within the workplace. And so, and you're in your own job satisfaction, like you need to understand whether or not this is going to be the right organization and culture mm-hmm. for you. And um, I think that's really good. That's really good. How you have to first understand who you are with mm-hmm. And I always tell people, I'm like, you have to do that self-introspection. You have to figure out the ingredients that embody who you are first, because a lot of times, you know, you'll run away from a situation in your workplace, go to a different job and find yourself in the same exact situation. It becomes a never ending cycle because you have not asked yourself those hard questions. 
Yeah, and I mean, and part of my transition into this role is doing just that, if I'm being honest, is that there were aspects of my other position that I just couldn't handle because um, it was negatively impacting me personally. And then there's, I'm starting to see glimpses of that in this new role as well and trying to get ahead of, trying to get ahead of that um, also, all at the same time. Well, then, so the ha- happiness in the workplace is definitely at my forefront of my mind hey. every day. And it, as it should be, as it should be. And I am a huge advocate of that because when I would, of happiness in the workplace, that is, because when I was in corporate and working with the government, I heard professionals all the time, oh my gosh, I can't stand working here and this, that, and the third. And the next question I would ask them, well, what are you doing about it? Mm-hmm. Like, what are you, are you changing the way you, you react to certain situations? Are you having those hard conversations? What are you doing mm-hmm. to maintain your sanity in the workplace mm-hmm. and not, you know, either blow up or just move and go into that never ending cycle? Yeah. And who are you and choosing? My main purpose to help people, you know, stop that, stop that narrative in your head and stop getting into that cycle. Yeah. And who are you choosing to talk to about it? Very, very like detrimental to you as a person. Right. Um, And who are you choosing to talk to about it? Like, is it you, you, are you talking to your colleague about it? And then is that creating a healthy environment within the workplace? Are you choosing to take that, that information and have a conversation with your spouse or um, your partner? And how is that impacting your relationship? And is, if you're not, if you're not happy and you're bringing that energy around to everybody else it's having an impact on everybody around you including yourself absolutely Uh, absolutely and this is a career coaching tip you all if you find yourself in a unhappy quote-unquote situation i want you to use your discernment on who you really need to talk to and Mm -hmm. because it's going to be imperative because you don't want that person to like you know, buy into that type of energy that you're giving off and then nothing gets handled. Like right. as a career coach, yeah, you can vent to me all day long, but we're going to come out with a solution on how you can really, you know, get back on the road to happiness within your career journey. Okay. Right. All right. So next I want to ask you, you know, I think we kind of played around this question mm-hmm. in our conversation, but how has your faith played a role in overcoming your career challenges or obstacles? And do like the facts of the situation tend to overwhelm you? If so, how do you handle that? Um, so, I mean, part of it is like understanding that you're, for me, my faith also helps me identify the obstacles. Um, So it helps me identify the obstacles. It helps me to see and have a better understanding of the warfare that could be happening around me in the, in the workspace and helps me have a different perspective. Be like, you know what, this is warfare. And so Mm -hmm. what is this warfare trying to tell me? Um, And is this time? And, you know, you know, a lot of the times if you're moving in the direction that God wants you to move into, the devil doesn't like that. And so then Mm -hmm. he starts, (laughs) not at all. (laughs) So, you know, sometimes the warfare is like, you know what, bring it on. It's okay because devil, you can't have this and you're not stealing hey. my joy, you're not stealing my happiness. And like, I'm going to be moving forward in this career path and you can't do anything to stop me. And so I think some of it is like, so faith is helping me identify, like when I see the obstacles, then my my faith 
buzzer starts to kick in and like, what's going on here? Mm -hmm. And start to ask those questions, start to ask those questions. Um, and it shifts my questions that I asked to God, asked to God too, and be like, I'm starting to see X, Y, and Z happen a little bit more frequently than I am used to. What are you trying to tell me, or what are you trying to protect me from? Exactly. Um, and so, I heard that those are two great questions to ask. Like, if you see, if you find yourself in a lot of chaos at work, all of a sudden, if you find yourself in a situation where you're like, well, where the world did this come from? Mm-hmm. Ask yourself what God is trying to show you and ask yourself, like, what is he protecting you from? He could be blocking you from a lot of different things he don't want you to go through yet because you're in preparation. Okay. You're in preparation to get to that level. And I try not to move unless God tells me to move. So I moved here from St. Louis. So after, after living in Rhode Island, I moved to St. Louis, Missouri, and I was in grad school, like everything inside of me, the Holy Spirit, everybody was like, St. Louis ain't for you. And uh, <laughs> the mid the Midwest ain't for you, and um and you need to be back on the coast, and so that was loud and clear, like that could not have been any clearer. And so, but moving to, but I I knew I couldn't move until I was ready to move, and so I needed to finish before starting over again and not quitting in the in the middle of it. And the same thing with this the leaving DCPS, and like people. Like I tell people like, oh yeah, I was working for DCPS for 12 years. They're like, really? Nobody in your age bracket or younger works at anywhere for 12 years. Like, what is that? What are you doing? (laughs) Nowadays. And I knew for years that I needed to transition, but I also knew what the timing wasn't right. And so it was, okay, God, you want me to move, but not right now. There's still something that I need to accomplish. What is that? And so while then the pandemic hit, so it was like, okay, well, this is your opportunity to get a certification. So I studied and got a certification while I was still at this position. So understanding like, even though it's time for you to move on, is it really also an opportunity for you to prepare yourself better for the next step? And so that preparation time can be a year. It can be two years. It can be three years, but when I knew it was really time for mo- to me to move on, it was also the trigger and the signal to me that said, okay, what do you need to do in order to be prepared for the next step? Because you clearly weren't thinking about that the first five years. You were just trying to, like, you know, I was just, you know, I was new. I was trying to figure out the position, trying to figure out the job. And it takes a while to learn a new role. But then once you start to get comfortable, you're like, okay, well, what is what are my goals for the next five to 10 years? And what do I need? to know during in order to move on to this next position. And so I was like, okay, let me step back. And then I just worked backwards. And then eventually, like once I started to ac- make these accomplishments and build my resume and to, um, to look a little bit differently and make sure that I was assigned or doing projects that would make me look better for the next for the next role. And marketable. And yeah. more marketable, exactly. To make myself look more marketable. Um, Cause that was the challenge. I was like, I've been in this role, but I'm don't feel like I'm marketable. So like, what is it that I need to do? And so during that time, like, yes, the Lord said, it's time for you to move on. But he also said, you need to do something prepare. first. You need yes. to prepare. And so it's like, you're going to be here until you finish preparing. Oh, I love it. I love it because a lot of people don't like to wait. They don't like to hear that from God. They don't want to hear that. Oh, I can't just move right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
you can move. You you have free will to move. Mm-hmm. But you're moving out of God's timing. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's a whole nother story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And, and I encourage you guys to move in God's t- time and ask God, you know, how, what is it that you want me to do? I know you want me to move. How do you want me to prepare for the move and prepare for the next elevate and where you're trying to take me, you know? Yeah. And now I'm in this deputy deputy chief position, um, which was a step up from my other role, mm-hmm. like almost 30% salary increase. Oh. And, and so, you know, you get to take... <laughs> And you know, I got you know, I got married, and I was at my wedding, and I instant like I felt like God was telling me on the dance floor, like your whole life just got upgraded. Hello, okay. I'm like I'm upgraded socially, I'm upgraded personally, I'm upgraded like romantically, I'm upgraded uh, financially. The Um, word says, "I will make your name great." God will make your name great. Mm-hmm. And that is what we have to trust. That is what we have to believe in any situation that we may be facing. It could be a negative situation. It could be a positive situation. But we have to understand and be patient. Like, you, yeah, you can do that thing and do that in the third and jump hoops and all of that to make, quote unquote, your name great. But listen, God's plan for you. It's so much better than what you may have planned for yourself. Right. And let me not act like patience comes easy to me because it does oh, not. Listen, so I, I am probably... I understand. Y'all, patience does not come easy, okay? It, it doesn't. It's a, I feel like that's a that's a, something that we learn on a daily basis. I, mm-hmm. I think that every day. I'm like, Lord, give me the patience. Right. <laughs> But he doesn't give you patience. He gives you the opportunity to be patient. Yes. And yes. So- <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> right. And so, yeah, patience is not my thing. And, um, and it, and, you know, every day I have to remind myself to have, to have patience, um, in every circumstance, honestly. And so, I mean, I, my mom is probably the most impatient person that I know and I'm right behind her. So the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. Um, <laughs> And so it's definitely that has been a work in progress. But he definitely, the Lord definitely puts me in situations where I'm like, oh, okay, you're trying to teach me patience. Got mm-hmm. you. Oh, we'll do it. We'll do it. Yes, he will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so Megan, let me ask you, why do you think, you know, people go through all these, you know, different trials and tribulations, especially in their career journey, right? So, why do you think going to God about career related issues can be like the last resort for some people? I honestly think that you don't even think about doing it. Like, it doesn't even come across your mind to ask God about your career sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is one of those areas in general, like, God really wants you to seek Him for everything. And then, See like the kingdom of God. That's what it says. <laughs> right. And then you're like, wait, what? Oh, oh, I was supposed to ask you about that too. Like, oh, wait. Everything. 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 Right? And then you don't realize everything yeah. is really everything until everything it becomes. It's literally every <laughs> and everything. I mean, your career, the from from like Lord, uh, can can I get some? I don't know. Can I get a promotion? Can I get this? Can I work with this set of people? I mean, it's it's kind of like, Lord, just orchestrate my whole life. Yeah, like, my whole life. And then my whole life. And that's some- part of my life, but the whole thing, including my career journey. Right. So I think sometimes it's a combination of like people. Like I know for me, a lot of the times I'm like, oh, I don't even think to ask. Like I honestly mm-hmm. just didn't think to ask. And then in other cases, people are afraid to ask because they're scared mm-hmm. of what the answer is going to be. 
Mm, um, that's good. Oh my goodness, we could talk on that a lot. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, making decisions based on fear, and we've all done it. Like I'm, mm-hmm. and again, like I don't, I don't want to portray myself as somebody that hasn't failed at all of these things. I'm like, I forgot to ask. I did it out of fear. I did all these things, yes. and then you learn, and then <laughs> been there, done that, yeah. learned that lesson, and you like, well, not no more, right? And then you. <laughs> Right. Not no more. You learn that lesson. And then sometimes you have to relearn that lesson. Mm -hmm. Um, And then sometimes you got to relearn that lesson again (laughs) until you get it. Life. Honestly, that's that's how life is. But I think that as long as we really understand that mm -hmm. going to God for literally everything, everything, even your career, even down to the people we work with, down to the people who we want at our at our board table Mm -hmm. or you know, in our boardroom, like I want this person, I want this, I want that. But a lot of times we don't even take the time to even think about those things. We don't, we we don't take the time to ask. Mm -hmm. We don't take the time to ask. And we also don't take the time to reflect on Mm -hmm. what we have already been given. And, and so think about the last two, three jobs that you had and like the supervisor that you used to work for, what worked and what didn't work. Yep. And so now when you're going into the new position and you're at and you're at the table answering all these questions because you're in an interview, there you go. Like you already have the information that you need in order to ask at this new role. So like if you knew that somebody's like a certain personality type just does not work for you, like if you don't need a micromanager, then you ask about the management style. Like what is the management style for the new position that you're going to be in? And asking, making sure that you're asking the right questions. And so sometimes it's, God, what is it that you, what best, what work environment is going to be best for me? But then also sometimes the answer to that question is like, well, what worked and what didn't work in the previous job? Exactly. Something that we all should think about, especially when you're going to transition you all mm-hmm. in career coaching tip. If you're trying to transition in your, in this season of your career, think about what quote unquote you may be running from. Cause a lot of times we're running from a micromanager. We're running from these people that, you know, I can't stand them. Mm-hmm. Okay, what can't you stand about them? The things that you can't stand about them, put that on your list of, oh, this is who I cannot work with. This is the personalities I cannot work with. Mm-hmm. But also you may be put in a situation where you have all those personalities again, and then you have to control your reactions mm-hmm. to the situation. So it's like a lot, again, a lot of self-introspection. How can you do things differently and so forth? So It's not too different from dating, right? Like when you're dating somebody and then yeah. you're like, oh, yeah, that that quality, I can't do that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no. And so, and then the next person you date, you know, if, if you start to see the similar traits of previous people and you're like, oh, no, mm-hmm. no, thanks. I appreciate you and you're a great person. However, this isn't going to work for me. It's not. And yeah. it's the same thing with your job. Like what what worked before and what didn't work, and then apply those what you learned into the next the next position. Absolutely, absolutely. So I hope you guys are definitely taking notes because we're definitely dropping some gems. Okay, <laughs> okay. Especially, I mean, I know a lot of people in this at the end of the year they're pretty much in their or at the beginning of the year they're in like a transition phase. They're like. 
should I stay? Should I go? I don't know. Well, we're telling you what you can do if you are in that transition phase. Right. And I want to emphasize too that like, yes, talk to God about everything, but also don't operate out of fear. Oh my goodness. God has not given us the spirit of fear. And he told us to not be anxious about anything. Mm. And, Mm. and, and so don't make the next move because you're afraid of what will or will not come as a result. Or don't not make the next move because you're afraid of what will or will not come. Um, and, and remember that that's not from God. Exactly. It's it's kind of like you're working in your own strength at that point. And that's somewhere that we don't want to be. Mm-hmm. We don't want to be. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Megan, this conversation has been absolutely amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope that the listeners are appreciating our very um, transparent conversation. And, but before we end our discussion, what advice do you want to give people who need career inspiration in this season? I, I mean, in the in the spirit of the great resignation period. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about um, it. I would say life is too short. Like life is too short to not be doing what you love. Listen. That like mm-hmm. do do what you walk in purpose, do what brings you joy. And if you are in a position where you spend more time avoiding or angry, then that's that is not, we're not here on this earth to feel that way. No. If you're spending a majority of your life and your time feeling anxious, afraid, and angry, bitter, then that's that's not of God. That's not what he wants for us. Mm-hmm. So do, do what you love. And if you don't know what that is, it's the time now to figure that out. That I couldn't have said it better myself. The time is now, you all. And I just want to declare and decree that everyone who is in that space and doesn't think that they can experience career, what I like to call career abundance, you can. Career abundance is your portion. And listen, you have to understand that and believe that you are worthy to experience all that God has for you. Mm -hmm. Okay? All that. I has for you. You are worthy to experience it. The other thing that I would say also is to really take ownership of your goals. Mm. The real, I mean, people are quitting their jobs left and right because companies and organizations don't care about or just don't care about people in the way that they should care about people. There's a lack of humanity in the workspace right now, and we're trying to get that back. And and but in the meantime of why we're trying to move to a better place, remember to take ownership of your own goals. And again, if you don't know what those are, take the time to do that now. Figure that out. Exactly. Join the session. Do do the little goals. Um, what is it that we do every year with the with the vision board? The vision, the vision board. Do a goal board. Well, and I and you know, as a career coach, I talk to people all the time. We talk about, and I hold people accountable for actually executing on their goals. Mm-hmm. Like you'll be surprised of how many people that literally just need accountability. Mm-hmm. That's it. They just need accountability and they need a little bit of career clarity too, just to get clear as to really what their goals should be in this season of their life. They kind of got an idea of what they want to do, but some people may not know. And you don't know. And it takes it, practice. 
And it does take practice. And I encourage you guys to invest in yourself too. Don't be afraid to, you know, you invest in everything else, the designers Mm -hmm. and all of that stuff. But invest in yourself. Invest in yourself, your professional development, mm-hmm. and get back on the road to happiness. And let's not have those conversations um, in the in this in the new year about you know oh right. I'm so unhappy, but what are you doing about it? Right. Look, that question. I know if you're listening, you're going to be like, but what am I doing about it? <laughs> <laughs> Do something about it. Get a career coach. Talk to a, a really close friend, coworker, or somebody who will get you into, uh, get you back on the path to like, Hey, I hear you. I hear what you're saying. I hear Mm -hmm. you. But at the same time, I want you to be happy. I want you to do what you have been called to do in this earthly realm. And I know a lot of people say, Oh, it's, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. And Mm -hmm. listen, entrepreneurship is great. However, it may not be the next step. Yeah. It may not be the next step. The next step could definitely be a nine to five. And that is okay. Definitely okay. I say a nine to five is okay. Especially when it's one that God has called you to. When it's one that you've been like praying for, declaring for, and the people that you, from down to the people you're going to work with, the salary you're going to make, and all those good things that come with it. So, don't overlook going to work for another corporation or nonprofit or what have you. Yeah. Listen, there is a position with your name on it and design with your skill set in mind. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, and ask your, <laughs> ask, ask the new position what professional development opportunities that they have for their employees. Mm-hmm. Um, also, take some free classes. Like, if, if mm-hmm. just go on Coursera or some other. Um, free platforms that you can just audit some classes. Ask the universities if you can audit a class just so you can be like, you know what? I just want to learn a little bit more about this to see if this is something I'm actually really interested in if I'm mm-hmm. not willing or ready to fully invest um, financially in that. Because you also don't want to just throw a whole bunch of money at something just to be throwing money at it either. And so... <laughs> Um, and so like, you don't want to spend thousands and thousands of dollars on class and be like, eh, I'm not really into it and not finish it either. So just go ahead and audit something. The information is the same, regardless if you pay for it or you don't pay for it. So, um, take some time to audit some, to audit some classes, watch some YouTube videos, see if it's something that you are interested in and that you want to further pursue. It's, it's okay. Like it's okay. Okay. Trust me. It's Okay. To even want to transition or to change your mind to do something that you didn't go to school for. Right. I am a living witness of that. Me too. I mean, my, yeah, me too. I mean, I, I didn't know what I wanted to study in, in undergrad. My advisor was the horrible advice, but this is what she did. She just gave me a printout of all of the majors that were at the university and was like, just pick one. Oh, and I'm like, okay. (laughs) And I didn't know what to do. I was young. I was like 17. And like, (laughs) yeah, yeah. And and it's okay because I tell people this all the time. You're going to evolve Mm -hmm. throughout your life. It's okay. That's the point of living life to evolve. You literally, you literally evolve your mind on things that you want to do, which ultimately make you happy. Right. I mean, your brain isn't even fully developed until you're over 25. So (laughs) give yourself some slack. Give yourself some slack. You're not even a whole person, honestly, until you're, until you're older. And that's, that's when you really start to realize and everything makes sense until you're older. 
Um, so give yourself some slack. It's okay. It's okay. Well, listen, Megan, I have thoroughly enjoyed this discussion. I really <laughs> appreciate you coming and joining me in the Peculiar Career Chit Chat Lab. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. Thank you for the opportunity. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you all, thank you for joining in. And I hope this discussion does not fall on deaf ears and that you actually implement some of the career gems that we were dropping tonight on this podcast. Okay. All right. You guys (laughs) have a wonderful and wonderful and blessed work week. Chat with you soon. Thank you for joining me in the Peculiar Palace for another episode of the Peculiar Career Chit Chat Podcast. I pray this episode empowered and inspired you to go forth and conquer your career journey. So I'll catch you here next time.